Welcome to the Good Fight Tattoo Podcast. Here's your opportunity to eavesdrop on the conversations and stories that are told in our tattoo studio in London. There will be adult themes and strong language, so listener discretion is advised. This week, I talk with my client who answers 999 calls for the ambulance service about the most ridiculous calls that he's had and all the problems that he faces within his job. I hope you like it. We're recording again. Back on. <laughs> We've got all of, all of the serious, really dark yeah, stuff out dark of the way. Of the way yeah. So now we can get back, back to, to the uh, boring conversation. Nah, I, I was looking forward <laughs> to it. Like when we were recording before, I was looking forward to because you were saying about your job, weren't you? Yeah. About um, answering the phones for the yeah. ambulance service. I was looking forward to getting to the juicy, juicy stories. The juicy, juicy stories. Like <sighs> situations that have happened. We were just getting through all of the like the. Uh, Sort of disclaimer stuff, weren't we? We were just getting yeah. through all of the stuff of, of explaining yeah. to people about when's good and when's not to. Yeah. To so phone, basically, the, yeah. Bottom line <laughs> phone is, the ambulance. Phone, phone the ambulance for everything that's human, and don't don't be afraid to call if you don't know why you're calling. If you know what I mean. So you don't if you if you don't know who to call, call the ambulance. But as long as it's for humans. Yeah. As long as it's for humans, and as long as you've used some sort of common sense. Please, yes. Please. If there's a dead badger. <laughs> Don't, don't phone the don't ambulance. Don't phone the ambulance. Phone the RSPCA and they won't come and collect it. Well, they probably will, but it'll probably be a while. If it's dead, yeah. it's too late anyway. Too late anyway, yeah. Do you want to do a mouth-to-mouth on a badger? I don't think... I don't Same. Think Maybe a dog, but... Yeah, not, not Same with humans. If yeah. they're dead, it's too late anyway. Too late. We don't, <laughs> just a disclaimer, we don't teach people to do mouth-to-mouth anymore. So. No? That's not a thing, no. Just CPR. No. Yeah, because uh, there's a big thing about... There's a big study about if you... If you keep doing compressions, so the whole thing with compressions is that compressions don't really save lives, as in they don't like they're not. If you do compressions on someone, the chances of them coming back to life while you're doing the compressions it's is just to be done yeah. whilst you're waiting for an yeah, ambulance. Basically, you're yeah. you're prolonging their life. You're keeping their blood pumping until someone can get there and take over and give them but stuff you have that's going like, to help them. You've got more chance of the person surviving. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's something like it's something like I've done. I've done first aid courses. I had to yeah. do first aid courses for here. Yeah, I think everyone should do. It. I don't know. I mean, I did it at school, sort of. Like really, really briefly, I think everyone should do CPR at school, and you don't have to do mouth to mouth. I think they say that the reason we don't do mouth to mouth now is because the hand taking the hands off of the chest for even you know the ten twenty seconds you're doing the, the two or three breaths, it it can dra- drastically reduce the chances of them surviving. Oh, really? Yeah, it's more important to keep the blood flowing than it is to give them a breath, and that that excludes children. And people that have like choked and stuff like that, because the first thing we do with a child, um, when we if they're not breathing, is we check their mouth because not, most of the time with a child, childs don't just stop breathing. Yeah. Because um, the body's quite good when you're you know when you're young and you're not you're not corrupted yourself. It's quite quite good at looking after yourself. <laughs> you're not corrupted yeah, yourself. You're not corrupted <laughs> yourself. But the chances of a child who's not breathing is that they've choked on something or you know there's something in their mouth. Yeah. Um, which is you know. Which has stopped stop them breathing. So then, then we do breaths on children, but everyone else no breaths because you know the, yeah. in the five or ten minutes that an ambulance is going to take to get there with someone that's not breathing, it's the better chances that you do just do keep the CPR, heart going, yeah, keep yeah. the heart going. So, do you get a lot of people? I watched that program that you were talking about earlier, where it's like they follow the uh, people who answer the phones, and there's always like loads of old biddies that are known to the people on the yeah. phones. And they phone up literally two or three times a week. Yeah. Do you get I, a lot of that? Definitely. I'd say the biggest problems at the moment, the first, 100% first one is mental health. 
um, we have atrocious mental health services in this country. It's, it's actually quite, like, almost version of criminal, criminal like, the, the, the lack of help that these people get. And then the second thing is elderly care. Um, you know, I, I'm probably really radical in the thing. I think, you know, most old people should be, put, should be in a home. Or somewhere where someone can look after them. Well, most yeah, that's quite radical, but it's it's, it's 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 depressing that I get calls for people, and it's old people, and you know they, the big one is they've fallen, yeah. fallen out of bed, fallen out of the chair, fallen out of their wheelchair, and they're on the floor and they can't get up, and a carer can't pick them up. They're legally not allowed to pick them up. Um, you know, if they pick them up and they injure them, then they're going to get sued. Right. Um, if anything else happens, they're not covered by whoever they're employed by. So that's why we have to come out and pick them up. And I think it's, uh, I know, I haven't, obviously I haven't been out to pick people up, but I think it's really, really like a simple process now where they have like this sort of like blow up, sort of like a blow up inflatable thing. So they put it under them, blow it up, and they pick them up. They get yeah, them up. Them. And yeah. then if there's nothing wrong with them, they don't take them to hospital, they put them back in the chair. But the problem with that is that then if they go up to get up again, they're probably going to fall over again. So yeah. we're probably going to be back again. And like you said, the, the, we, we have that, and then we have the old people that have, literally have no one to talk to. They, li- they have nothing. They have like no, you know, may, or maybe all their friends are dead, or maybe their family doesn't talk to them anymore, and they just want someone to talk to. So they call us, they pretend to be ill, or they say that this is wrong with them, that's wrong with them. So just, do you think that it's literally, with, yeah. with people like that, that they just want some sort of they, like conversation? Yeah. They some want sort some sort of, of conversation. Yeah, and it will be, obviously, when I'm on the phone, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm trying to get to the end of the call but I am trying to get to the end of the call I'm trying to finish the call so I can get to the next call or basically you know no, not have to talk on the phone because you know I don't want I, you know obviously I'm like everyone else you know it's a job so you know the more time I'm spent not on the phone is the better isn't it like yeah, you know the less calls I take the better but but also like the, the with things like that the more you're on the phone to that person the less you're on the phone to yeah. someone who's having a heart attack which is why I, you know, we're not really meant to say to that, but I do say that to some people. I'm, you know, I do say to them, like, if they're, you know, if they're not listening to me or if they're shouting at me, I'll say to them, I'm like, you're delaying to help other people by shouting at me. If you just listen to what I'm saying, then yeah. it'll go a lot quicker. And that's the thing, I don't mind talking to the old, I don't mind talking to old people who call us up, you know, because they, they just want someone to talk to. And we go out to them and nine times out of ten, they don't go to hospital because they don't need to. And, you know, the ambulance crew will talk to them and they're really good. The, the, people, the paramedics that go out are, are fucking brilliant because they but surely though that's a fucking waste of time it is a waste of time but then it's just like who else is going to do that job that who else is going to do that because they do they do need someone which is why I say they should be in a home because if they're in a home they've got other old people there they've got other people looking after it is the problem them. that carers aren't paid enough like I know people that are carers my brother's a carer yeah. they're not paid they're enough they're not paid enough and, and so the, the yeah. like I know people that have been carers who've decided that and it, like I've got a friend who really wanted to be a carer for the elderly mm. and has done it now for a few years and is trying to get out of it because she doesn't get paid enough no. they don't get paid enough and it's not like getting I wouldn't say they don't get paid enough to care as much as they need to care so it's like yeah. you could get paid like double or what they're getting paid but is that enough for them to care about the person they're caring for I'd say probably not yeah. like you know you've got to pay me a lot to care because I get paid to care and I don't care. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that, but I, you know, I care to a point where, like, you know, I'm going to get you an ambulance if I can get you an ambulance. But my the decision on you getting an ambulance is completely not up to me, and that's what people think when they phone up. They're like, they think that I'm the I'm the reason they do or do not get an ambulance. And it's like, well, no, because I'm literally the person taking the call. There's someone else up, up, up you know, somewhere else in the room who's literally 
looking through the calls and like this person needs an ambulance first this person can so wait you were saying before there's basically a, like a like almost like a traffic light system right yeah it's like a hierarchy system of category of calls so obviously if someone's not breathing that's the highest chest chest pains very very big um, strokes bleeding um, unconsciousness uh, yeah. sort of like the main things you'd think about and then everything else is sort of secondary you know diabetic problems are quite big um, fitting fitting's quite a quite a big one not yeah. not in terms of like you know if someone's having a fit they're going to die but in terms of we need to get them some sort of help um, and that's the big thing we do quite a lot of people you'd be surprised quite a lot of people have fitting disorders yeah, and it's not always related to epilepsy. It's and people, something completely different. Yeah, people people don't people know have how it to from deal like with it. Dehydration and yeah. things like that. Diabetes, big one. Uh, blood pressure can cause you to fit. Like loads of things, and people don't understand when someone's having a fit. Like, I'll I'll get people calling me saying, "Oh, they're, they're fitting. What should I do? What should I do?" I'm like, nothing. You do absolutely nothing. You just stand there. Yeah. Wait for them to have sure a fit. Make okay. sure they're not nothing. Not getting hurt. There's nothing around that can hurt them. Make sure you know they're not vomiting and choking on their vomit. And then once they've stopped having a fit, then you can do something. You know, then you can like reassure them. You know, make yeah. sure they're like alert and all this stuff. But most of the most of the time, you know, when people call me up, unless you know, unless someone needs, unless I need, unless they need the attention right now, I'm not going to be telling you to do anything. It's like you know, if you're bleeding, I'm going to be telling you to to control the bleeding. Stop the bleeding. Yeah. But everything else, you know, if you've got chest pain, it was just just sit there and wait. Like you don't do anything. Don't move. Sit there, wait, and we'll be there. And you know, the second thing I'd say is that we get a lot of calls back from people asking where the ambulance is. And I'll, I'll give you some inform- outside of information. I do. I know exactly where the ambulance is. I know. I know if they're gonna. I know where they are. You know when they're gonna be there. All this, but I can't tell you that because if I tell you that, if I tell you and the ambulance wrong. is gonna be five minutes and, and it takes ten minutes, traffic. yeah, then you you have an expectation it's gonna be there in five minutes and it's not there in five minutes. And then I've let you down. So then you start worrying that the ambulance isn't there and then you think, oh shit, something's going to happen because the ambulance isn't there. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're suing us because the ambulance wasn't there in 10 minutes because I said it was going to be there in 10 minutes or whatever. And yeah. that's, that's, that's the biggest thing. People don't realise I can't tell them when their ambulance is going to be there. Yeah. And then they'll call up and they'll be like, you know, I've been waiting two hours. And I'm like, okay, there's been people who have been waiting eight hours, 10 hours for an ambulance. You know, there's Jesus. people that still on the floor that, you know, that have, need to be picked up. They've been waiting, you know, hours. And it's like, Obviously, you know when you when you call the, the ambulance, you know you're there with whoever's ill, and you know all you can think about is that person who's ill and yourself, and you're worried for them, which is absolutely fine. That's completely understandable. But there are other people in London, surprisingly, yep. a lot of other people, and one or two. Yeah, for every for every for every call that you know that someone that's like broke a leg or whatever, there's people that are dying. And I say to people, I, I say to them, you know, they're like, where's the ambulance? I've been waiting 30 minutes. I'm like, you know, they're on their way to you right now, but, you know, we can't be there within 10 minutes. We, sometimes we can't be there within 20 minutes. Like, we have to travel to you. And obviously we are in London. You know, if you're, in, if you're closer to Central, then, you know, sorry, but, you know, the roads are bad. Like, we're going to, we're going to, and even, even, even if it is 4 a.m. in the morning, I'm sorry, but the ambulance, the ambulance isn't going to be there within, like, two seconds. They're yep. gonna. The, the quickest they'll be there is probably like, you know, the quickest I've seen an ambulance get there is two minutes, and that was because they're around the corner. And the, you know, normally, the average response is within twenty minutes for yeah. someone that needs an ambulance urgently, and it's like that's good. That's for Western, for you know, modern standards, Western standards. That's fucking brilliant. Like, 
you know, you'd be hard pressed to get a, an ambulance quicker than that. You know, maybe France or Japan or these other places where they've got better healthcare than us, Cuba maybe. Um, you might get a better service, but you know, they're also they're also you know different different systems. You know, different they have better healthcare in general. Like less in, populated. Yeah, less populated in Japan. You know, they look after their elderly. You know, you know, your elderly stay with the family. You know, if you're a child, you look after your parents. Whereas here, we don't. Yeah. We don't. We put them in a home, or we forget about them. That's what we do, and it's 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 harsh. Yeah. It's really harsh. But it is. But then it's like that's part of modern day life. Is. The fact that like people don't often have the opportunity to do anything about that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like when when people are old, like like a lot of the time, the the people who are their children, they're trying to make their life yeah. go. And yeah. like if you take like two days off work, or if you take some time off work. Yeah. To go and just sit and chill with your, your you know, yeah. your parent, it, it can be really like detrimental to a lot of people. Not everyone's Definitely, in yeah. the position where they can take care of their parents like that. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And and obviously, you know, you, you know, maybe there is an inherent responsibility for your family, so you should probably be looking after your parents. But then again, there should be government services which can look after them, which is why I say that they should be in a, in some sort of home. If well, it doesn't they, even necessarily it need to be at home, home, does it? It can be like community centres, yeah. where which are being shut down more and more. But mm. you know, we're going to get into like politics and tax money and things like that. Which yeah. you know, we we talk too much on on this podcast about what's the most ridiculous thing that's ever happened. What uh, at work? Yeah. Oh. What's the most ridiculous call you've got? The, most one, ridiculous. the one where you go, "What the fuck are you calling us for?" We get people calling. A lot, um, like that say that say really weird things. Like, like I had people calling and saying they call up and they're like, oh, "I've just been to the toilet." <laughs> right. like, okay, and like, cool. like, yeah, I had a poo. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm like, well, do you need an ambulance then? Oh no, I just wanted to let you know. Like, what? <laughs> like, what? Like, I, I, and I'm like, I, obviously, I could. You know, sometimes I have their address, but at that point, I'm probably not taking their address because I'm like, well, they don't need an ambulance today. But I'm like, I'm trying to think in my head. I'm like, what, what the, what Where the fuck the is this person fuck did going? That come yeah, from? Like, why are they that surreal? And they're, they're really, they're really. I'd say the ones that are like super weird are the ones that are like, you just, you're just thinking like, what the fuck has gone on there? A lot of the stabbings, like, you'd be surprised. Like, I had one the other week. Um, and we, you get multiple calls because when on depending on what time it is, if someone's been stabbed, then a lot of people call in for that same person. But the person had been stabbed, um, and they don't tell you why. They don't tell you who stabbed them. They don't give you an explanation. They're just like they've been stabbed. Send an ambulance. Send an ambulance. Send an ambulance. And they're like, okay, where are you? Who stabbed yeah. them? Are they still there? Because if we send an ambulance and the person who stabbed you is still there, well, what if they stabbed the ambulance crew? Like. We we need to know where this person who stabbed them is. So the police, because that's the thing. The police, the police always go. If there's a stabbing, the police will always be there. And the police are always there before the ambulance. And that's a big misconception. I've seen it online on Facebook. There's videos of the police getting there before the ambulance get there, and the people saying, "Oh, this is disgusting." The ambulance, the police ambulance should be there first. And it's like, Safety. so you want an ambulance crew to go in to someone who's just been stabbed and potentially get stabbed themselves? So now you've got multiple people that have been stabbed. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like basically common sense. The police are going to get there first. You know, get rid of the attacker, and then we come in and save yeah. the day. <laughs> but yeah, like you know, and so yeah, they, they call up. They've been stabbed. Um, all these people screaming at me down the phone. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? They hung up on me. They hung up on me. They always hung up on you. Always. And it's just like 
they've just been stabbed. Why are you hanging up on me? Like, why are you doing this? You, is like, that because they're involved? Is that because they did the stabbing? Maybe. And they feel guilty? Maybe. Or maybe it's because they, don't, they know that the situation they've been stabbed in was not necessarily legal, maybe. Maybe there's been some sort of altercation, drugs, maybe they've got whatever, drugs on yeah, them. Yeah. And they're like, the more they talk to us, the more likely the police are going to be there and arrest everyone or something yeah, like that. and the more they might incriminate yeah. themselves. So it turned out that one, that the person I was talking to wasn't even with the person. And the person who got stabbed got in a car with one of their friends and went to hospital themselves. So at this point, we've got three or four ambulances going to this person because we're and like... And that person's already yeah, in hospital. And they're already on the way to hospital. And I think they did die. Um, Can I But I don't know, I'll tell you that's most likely because they made their own way. Do you think? Yeah, because if you... If you well, you've got no one that can help you on the way. I yeah, guess. if you if you if you let's say you got stabbed, it depends where you get stabbed. You're bleeding. You know, if you're going in a car, you know maybe you've got a towel or something with you to stop the bleeding, control the bleeding a bit. But you're probably not controlling the bleeding. So you've moved from wherever you got stabbed to the car. Now you're in the car, and whoever's driving you, if you're driving yourself, if you're driving yourself, then you're you're doing things which yeah, is moving fine. about, which is moving the blood about, which means more blood comes out, which means you're making it worse. So yeah. the best bit is you stay where you are, and whoever's around you puts a ton of pressure on this wound, yeah. literally like so much pressure, and controls the bleeding. And then we're there in like ten minutes anyway, and then we'll, we'll sort it all out. And and that's the thing, like if you have been stabbed or you have seen someone been stabbed, like. Don't worry about the fucking police. Like, just, you know, their life is worth more than whatever police thing is going to happen. Like, you know, if you've got a knife and you accidentally stabbed your mate, you know, because you, you were fucking about or whatever, just fucking call the ambulance. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, okay, you had a knife. You shouldn't have had a knife. But do you want your mate to die because you were fucking about with a knife? Or do you want to just call, call the ambulance and have to deal with the police anyway? Because, you know, you shouldn't have a knife, but you have a knife and you've stabbed your mate by accident. But, who cares? Like, yeah, you know, your mate's life's worth more than the, you not calling the ambulance. But yeah, I'd say yeah, that's the biggest ones. I've had a lot of weird, lot of weird calls. Like the, the ones that get, get any, the, the thing that I'm always intrigued by. because yeah. I've like I've towed nurses before, mm. right? And this is I know this isn't like a, an emergency services type thing because they the people generally turn up at A and E like this. Mm. But the amount of people that end up with things shoved in their bum. Oh yeah, definitely. Do you yeah. get people calling you up for things like that? Yeah. yeah. And like mis- sexual misadventures and things like that. Yeah. Do you, do you get much of that? Yeah, I had one the other day. Someone had called up. <laughs> Hello, know, here yeah. we go. I don't know what to say this, but they, it's not it's not as bad as someone like shoving something in their bum. But they they uh, I think it was a guy, uh, and they said they'd had unprotected sex with someone who has HIV. Whoa. Yeah. And what shall I do? Uh, and it's just like, well, you know, you, okay, fair enough, you've called the ambulance, but this is an emergency, so, you know, you shouldn't really be calling us, whatever, it doesn't matter. That horse is bolted as that, well. Yeah, the horse is bolted. And then, it, and then they go on about saying, like, obviously they've been taking their whatever, I think it's like prep or whatever, which reduces yeah, yeah. the viral load, which means you're less likely to pass it on to someone. And obviously, you know, by the fact that they've had unprotected sex and they're calling you, you're assuming they're the bottom, so they're the one. It was a guy, and I'm assuming, I think he said that it was the it was another guy that he was having sex with. So you're assuming he's the one who's been penetrated, which is always hilarious because you've got to like, probe these questions. You can't, you can't assume. I can't assume in my job, so I have to get the full information. So you have to be like... So you have to be like, so were you the one? Yeah. And yeah, and then... Uh, giving or receiving. Giving or receiving, yeah. And then it's just like, you, you don't want to say to him, 
you can't say to him, why don't you use the condom and all this stuff, you know, why did you, so why did, did this you person, this? did this person know beforehand that the person yeah. had HIV? Yeah, definitely, yeah. They said they knew beforehand yes. that person had HIV. And they still had unprotected sex with him, which is fair enough. Like, is it fair enough? Uh, I mean... Well, is it fair enough? Uh, it's, it's come a lot, come a long way. Is definitely. it fair enough? It's come a long way. You can have sex with someone with HIV and not get HIV. Still. Yeah, it's still, but you start, why would you take that risk? Still. Yeah, why would you take that risk? But it's the same with all unprotected sex, really, isn't it? Like, the first, I suppose if there's two guys, the biggest risk of children is out the window, isn't it? So I feel like you're probably feeling a bit safer there, aren't you? But, but yeah. still, if you know the person's you know. got it, if you know the person's got it, yeah. it's, it's difficult because it's like, it's with all STIs, like, you know, like HIV is obviously like a permanent one. Um, you know, like, if someone has chlamydia, you can get rid of it, but like, well, of course, fancy bodies, like, herpes is quite a big one, like, apparently quite a lot of people have herpes, like, 66% of the population have herpes, you know, mouth or genital herpes, but like, these people, you know, they should not have sex, like, someone with HIV, HIV should not be having sex, should they? No, and of course not, that's yeah, fine, yeah. do it. And if he's told someone... Then they've done the right thing. Yeah. But, but then that person, then yeah. you know, so you use a condom. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. But then that yeah. blows my fucking mind. The big, the biggest thing is like, sort of similar to what we were saying earlier. Is context is oh, I don't know the context of him having sex with this person who's HIV positive. Like, I have no idea. Um, I have no idea why he had sex with him, or you know, maybe he was pressured into it. Maybe he was raped. I never know. But it's it's it, you you sort of think like, you know, these problems are man-made, as in like you know you could have avoided this problem if you didn't have sex with him. But then. You did, so you made that decision. That's the bed you've got to lie in. But, but then, why are you calling the ambulance? That's you know, I can't say that. Why are you calling the ambulance? So just tell them to go to one one one. That's the that's yeah. that's that's the biggest thing. Is that you know, if you if you call us up and we and you know, and you're not meant to, have, you know, and you don't need an ambulance, and you know, you don't need an ambulance right now. Then we're going to tell you to call one one one. One one one's really good as it's well. It's really good. It's ridiculously good. And that's what people don't realise. They think, oh, we're just fobbing them off. You know, we're not going to get you an ambulance, but they can get you an ambulance. They're more likely to get you an ambulance than we are to get you an ambulance. If you call one one one, you're talking to a clinician. And I know because my, my dad actually works for one 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 as well, which is sort of really weird. Uh, and he's retired now, so he does like uh, agency work for them. So he gets paid a, quite a, quite a lot to go in because they're really short staffed. So the one 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 thing that's like where you phone up. Um Rather than 999, like you've got some it's, sort of thing and it, you want to find yeah. out if it's yeah, back in Back in the day it was NHS Direct and then now it's the 111 service because the London Ambulance Service bought out NHS Direct and they've called, sort of amalgamated it because it's, it should be linked because it is, it's the non-emergency service, non-emergency ambulance service basically. So they deal with all the stuff that we wouldn't be sending ambulance to. But then they also do arrange ambulances as well. So if someone calls them up, um, and they've got you know X wrong with them. You're talking to a clinician, or you, first of all, you're talking to an operator like me, so someone who's not medically trained. But then they can put you through to someone who yeah. is medically and they put, trained. So it's normally yeah. a doctor. Sometimes it's a nurse. Sometimes it's a clinician who you know was a nurse. Like my dad was a nurse, and then now he's doing that. And it's like they they're really really good as like they've they've been there. They've seen everything. They they know what they're doing. And if you need an ambulance, they will get you an ambulance. Hundred percent, they will get you an ambulance. If they don't need an ambulance, they will tell you you don't need an ambulance and they will tell you what to do. And most of the time it's, you know, you go to your doctor the next available time or someone, you know, sometimes they can get a doctor to come out of to you. You know, they can, they, can, they can print prescriptions. They can send a prescription to a, your local pharmacy for you to then pick up. Yeah. 
and like there's no no you going to your doctor to get the prescription filled out. It's all filled out by the doctor on the on the phone. Yeah. And it's like people don't realise it's like you're more likely to get an ambulance if you call them. You're more likely to get the best response, best help you want. If what you call you them, need, yeah. yeah, what you actually Most need, Most importantly, yeah. what you really need. You know, if you if you run out of your drugs or you run out of an inhaler, fucking call one 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 and they'll get you a new one. And you you know you go to Lloyd's Pharmacy the next day and you pick it up. Yep. And um, I've had to use them before. Um, yeah. they, they, to be fair, they did freak me the fuck out because <laughs> uh, I was I didn't know I'd never had migraines before, but I was having a migraine and I was having a particularly bad one, and it had lasted for three days. So the visual part of it had lasted for three days. Mm. And uh, so I couldn't see properly and I was having like flashes of light and things like that. And uh, I'd been off work anyway, so I hadn't been into work. And I was just sort of, I'll be honest, I'm terrible with shit like that. I'm, I'm always like, I'll be all right tomorrow. Yeah. I'll man, see if I'm all right tomorrow. It? It's like you put off, you put off things yeah, tomorrow you because you don't want to worry basically, do you? Well, yeah, because oftentimes you don't need to. No. Um, and I don't want to fucking, I don't, I'm, I'm more concerned with, not wasting time yeah. and not wasting that space for someone else as well who needs it. Um, so, yeah, I've, but it, it got ridiculous. It got into three days and I was like, something is not right here. So I phoned them up and they went through everything. They were really good, really helpful. And got to the end of it and they were like, right, um, you need to get to an A&E now because yeah. we think you're having a stroke. Yeah. Um, how far are you from an A&E? We can get you an ambulance if yeah. you need one. And at the time, I literally lived like across the block. Yeah. I could, it was like a 20-second walk. So I was like, well, I mean, I live across from an A&E right now. And they were like, go there now. Go there now. Yeah. Go there now. Uh, but it freaked me out because the, 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 immediately they were like, we think you're having a stroke. And I was like, oh, I'm dying. <laughs> Definitely dying. But yeah, it yeah. turns out that's just... Uh, yeah. But that's the thing, if you'd called 999 and said you were having visual problems and you were having multiple headaches, the person on the other end of the call, uh, someone like me, would have, been, would have immediately gone to the stroke card, which is like the set of questions which relate to a stroke, yeah. and you would have got a, a high priority ambulance. Which I, uh, I'm yeah. glad it worked out that way. I'm yeah. glad I went to and it's 111, because I went to the uh, A&E, the A&E dealt with it pretty fucking quickly. And they were like, no, you're cool, but it's good that you came and yeah, made sure. Definitely, yeah. And you that's know? the thing, like, you, obviously you said you didn't want to waste anyone's time, but I'd, I'd, I'd say waste, waste someone's time. And that, those people who, those people who yeah, should waste time is 111 or 99. Exactly, waste the right person's time. Yeah, waste the right person's time. And it's, you should be wasting my time or 111's time, not A&E's time. Because A&E are even worse than, even in a worse situation than we are in. Yeah. Because they, you know, they've got queues out the door. And that's the other thing, the biggest misconception is people think if you call an ambulance, you get put to the front of the queue when you go to the hospital. And it's no, you go to the back of the queue. If you, go you, in, if you yeah, need to. If you, need, yeah. if you die in, you'll go straight through. If you come in with a fucking broken leg, you're sitting in the fucking, in the corridor with everyone else. Because you don't need yeah. emergency treatment. And the person who brought you in, the paramedic who's brought you in, can't leave until they've handed you over, which is the other big problem. So we'll have seven or eight oh, ambulances really? yeah, right. sat at a hospital because they can't hand the patient over until there's space for them to be handed right, over. that makes sense because I used to live outside Whitechapel Hospital and I was like, there's so so many yeah. ambulances just sat there. Yeah. So many just not doing anything. And I remember always just being like, what are they doing? Yeah. Why are they not doing stuff? And it's because they can't. Have a, it's a duty of care. And if, if anything happens to that patient in that transition period, then... It's I, I, yeah, it's the paramedics will be the liable and then obviously the hospital will second. But 
it's, it's, it's depressing. And, uh, you know, you watch on these shows as well. And the, the, the most recent like, ambulance series has been in the West Midlands. And, you know, you watch on there and they get to points where they, they have to drive an hour out of wherever this person lives to go to another hospital because the hospital that they would take them to is completely packed. Yes. It's like there's not enough space because there isn't enough doctors and nurses to deal with everyone. There's not enough beds. And yeah. it's depressing. It's depressing as fuck, but you know, it's underfunded and that's the situation we're in. And I tell that to people on the phone, I was like, and they're like, so you're not going to send me an ambulance? So I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not, not going to send you an ambulance, but you will have to wait. But unfortunately, you know, you don't pay for an ambulance. It's a free service. And getting an ambulance within, you know, 20 minutes is pretty fucking good for something that's free. What else can you get in 20 minutes that's free? Nothing. You call a takeaway, you're waiting an hour, you know. You call a taxi, you're waiting like 20 minutes. You wait for everything in life. Everything yeah. in life is a waiting game. And I thought as English people, we're quite good at waiting, you know. We queue, we're quite polite, you know. We, we do do quite good at waiting, but... When it comes to life and you know life and death, and not even life and death, like medical problems, people don't want to wait, which is fair enough. But if you call up and tell me you've had this problem for two weeks and you won't wait two hours for an ambulance, well, we should have called two, two weeks ago. Then shouldn't you? Like, what the yeah. fuck are you doing? Why are you waiting this long if you have a medical problem? And it comes back to like the whole like you know men don't want to bother people. Like you don't want to bother someone when you're ill, and you don't. Are you going to tell me I'm stupid now? What? For not uh, for for well, leaving it three days. I wouldn't say it's stupid, but if you're having vision problems, then I'd I'd call up straight away. Like fuck that. Like not being able to see is the scariest thing. You're right. You should ever. tell me I'm stupid. Yeah, you're not stupid. But no, but you should but do. You you sh- you it's you a fair thing to say. In the fact that in that circumstance, that was a stupid thing to do. Because I could have yeah. been having a stroke. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could have. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say you redeemed yourself by calling one 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 first, which is very <laughs> admirable. I. I if you'd if you'd called if you'd called up nine nine afterwards and told them you'd call one one one, they would have fucking sent you a bouquet of flowers. Like they would have been like, "Thank you for not calling us first. But no, um, yeah, it's you know I have to stress again, just call if, if you if you're having a problem, you know what, no matter what it is, and I and it extends. I say the biggest one is the mental health problems. If you're having a mental health problem, call us up. And the the biggest trouble with mental health is that you know you're not going to get the care that you think that you need to get better so they're not going to come out in an ambulance and give you some sort of yeah some 10 different medications to sort your fucking mood that's not going to happen because they can't do that they you know they they can barely give you painkillers when you when they come out to you like they can't give you all these drugs that you need to get better and even even so say you have a mental health problems they come out to you, they're going to take you to hospital because there's nowhere else for them to take you. They can't take you to a mental health unit because mental health units don't, have, don't normally have inpatients. They won't have you know, people coming in from ambulances you know, from off the street. Yeah. They, they're booked. They're, there's a process that we have in this country where you have to go through before you can get... So then in which case, what would be the point of uh, phoning up if you have I'd, a mental health issue? I'd what say, would, I'd say you? if you feel like you want to kill yourself, phone us up. Yep. If you're having a terrible time and you you have no idea what's going on, you're hallucinating, like anything that you think, like fuck, I can't actually physi- actually physically handle this myself, call us up. There will be a wait with mental health calls because is it something where you'd end up being sent to the more the right person, or at least you'll someone will be aware. Yeah, someone will be aware, and we have mental health uh, nurses and doctors. 
and so do one 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 who can call people back and they're more like knowledgeable than I am because I have no fucking clue. Like obviously everyone has their own mental health issues and you know everyone goes through their own shit. I would say that I've my mental health is you know pretty good. Like you know I have good days and bad days. There's days when I literally don't even want to talk to anyone. Um, and I'd say that's probably partly because of my job, but I was like that before as well. So it's probably me. It's probably Who's a me miserable thing. Cunt, really, miserable yeah. cunt, yeah. <laughs> but pe- people are shit. People are shit, and you don't want to talk to people. But, yeah. but you know, I'd like to think if I was having a problem, I would talk to people. But then saying that, I probably wouldn't. But you know, it's it's hard. It's hard, and there is no easy solution. I had calls before from people, um, you know, men and women. I had a guy once tell me that he went to France. And he was in France for three months, and he's had mental health problems for 20-odd years. He went to France for three months and was in a, a mental health unit there, and they cured his mental health in three months. So he's telling me this on the phone, and he's saying that since he's come back in the UK, he's ran out of the medication they gave him, and it, now it's got worse again. And so in my head, I'm thinking, well, they didn't fucking cure the mental health, did they? Because <laughs> like, they're not going to cure it in three months if you've had it for 25 years. I'm sorry. And also, and if it's cured, and you, still want it, you, yeah. you wouldn't need... You wouldn't need... You wouldn't need you wouldn't need the drugs yeah. to cure you because you'd already been cured. And like maybe, I, and I, I, I agree with what he said. Maybe, you know, the people in the, the mental health services in France are, I, know, I don't know personally, but probably are better than they are here. Um, and, you know, by all means, go to France and get some help, mental health like help. But, you know, if you're coming back and you're not getting that same help here, well, it's because we're a different country and we work things differently. And, yeah. you know, the mental health services there are severely underfunded. And, you know, if if they're solving your mental health problems in three months in France, then either they've got some fucking miraculous technology over there that we have no idea about, and they're hiding it from the rest of the world, or probably that there's something else going on here that you're not telling me. Like, yeah. But I, I sympathise with him. I sympathise with everyone because it's like you know, if you want to kill yourself, then you know, I I you know, I don't know about yourself, but I've had thoughts of killing myself before. Yep. And I know. I know for a fact that I could never kill myself because I'm too much of a pussy, to be honest. Like, I could never physically, you know, actually hurt myself mm-hmm. because I'd be like, you know, I, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't physically do it. And, I, yeah. I, and that applies to other people as well. I don't think I could hurt someone else unless I'm really pushed to. And like... Oh, I could hurt other people. Yeah. <laughs> Regularly, every Regularly, day on the every tube. Day, yeah. Every day on the tube, there's someone who I could really just... Oh. I think about it all the time. When I'm on the tube and there's some dickhead, I'm just like, yeah. oh, I could smash your smash face it. into that fucking thing there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that restraint, isn't it? The restraint that we, that we show every People day. People just don't know. Nah, People don't. don't know how lucky they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, so I... But I, you're right. Yeah. I think it is a good thing to say that if there's, if you don't know what else to do, then at least call us. that's yeah. going to be better than doing nothing. Yeah. You know? But then also, similarly, I worry about people fucking wasting your time and wasting everyone's time and yeah. someone else, therefore, not getting the, the sort of thing that they need. Yeah, it's difficult, but then, but then that shouldn't be your problem. As in that, like, you know, if you're, you shouldn't have to worry about everyone else in London when you call up because, you know... No you should at least up. have some sort of fucking consideration yeah, about it. Yeah, definitely. Do you know but, what I mean? Like... If you're phoning up 999 and you're, you're trying to call an ambulance because you've, uh, I don't know, cut your fucking knee, <laughs> like... That happens, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Does it really? Yeah, it does. And it's... Because it, it's, it's, it, I can't say at the beginning, you're not going to get an ambulance. I have to go through the whole call and at the end... Because I know what's already... Been the, what's been the most ridiculous one where you're like... People, 
what's been the one that's made you go what the fuck made you think we could help um Oh, I, I don't know what the fuck made you think we can help. Oh, I don't know. The ones that uh, we get, I get some calls from people who like, they, they don't like. Uh, I had one call from a guy who said that this woman it was an elderly woman again. So she was locked inside of her house, um, and he can't get in. Like the keys broke or something's wrong with the key. Call a fucking locksmith. Yeah, call a locksmith. Like he's calling us up to come out to get him in. And like, so is there something wrong with her? Oh, I don't think so. So have you talked to her? Yeah, 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 I can talk to her through the, through the door. Okay, and she's all right. Yeah, yeah, she's fine. She just can't get out of bed, but that, that's normal for her. Oh, okay. Well, then what the fuck yeah, are you why, calling why for? Why are you calling? Like, what? You know, and I'm, I told him, I was like, okay, like, you know, you're probably going to need to call the police or locksmith here. He's like, oh, can't you do that? No, like, that's not my job. Like, I'm not, I'm not here to call the police for you. Like, you're the one with the problem. You need to call the police. But like, obviously, if you know, if you've been stabbed, we're going to call the police. Yeah. But like, you know, if you you locked in your house, or you know, someone's locked in a house, and you know, you can't get in, then what the fuck's the Hamlet's going to do? We're going to come out and just stand there. Like, if in those situations where people have collapsed behind closed doors, we have to wait for the police because we can't break down doors. We can't allow to do that. And yeah. even like the fire brigade and stuff, they can't break down doors. Like, if I break, when when someone's locked in a in a in a building, we have to get the police. The police come, they come with a big red, big red stopper yeah. thing, bang down the door and they let us in. And then once, once they're there, we're in. But until they're there, we're not in. And we can't even try and get in. Yeah. Like you can, you know, I'm sure some paramedics out there are fucking climbing fences and you know, climbing through windows and all sorts. But the majority of them aren't going to fucking risk themselves for that. Because it's like, you know, if they hurt themselves going through that window, the person that they're trying to help fucked really, aren't they? Like, you know, yeah. you broke a leg going through a window, though you can't fucking save someone's life. Like but, some sort of fucking thing in a carry-on film where yeah. everything just keeps on getting worse. Yeah. The paramedics turn up and then you need paramedics to yeah. fix the paramedics. Oh, paramedics, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't call us for fucking issues that aren't. If it's not medically related, then don't call us. But then, if you want a kebab, don't call yeah, an don't ambulance. Call and that's the other thing. People call. I have had calls from people. You were somewhere in London. Oh, I'm somewhere in London. I don't know where I am and I need to get home. Do you ever have times where you think where, where things like that happen and you go, why do you think I can help? Why, why, yeah. why have you phoned a Every time. fucking ambulance? Every time. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what the fuck are you calling us? But then I have to politely say that to someone. So I had a guy I called up the other day and said, like, he can't get home, he needs to get home. I'm Was like, he okay. hammered? He didn't sound too drunk. Um, maybe a bit drunk. But yeah, he said he said, said to me they'd been drinking, so that's good. Good, good, you know, good there assumption go. there. And he and he's like, yeah. And I was like, and he was like, I can't get home. I need to, I need you guys to come take me home. And I'm, well, I'm like, okay, so we we don't take people home. That's not what we do. Even if you've been to hospital, the chances of you getting an ambulance home is very slim. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and hospitals have their own ambulances which do that sort of those sort of journeys. Um, so the chances of you getting an ambulance to take you home is fucking minuscule anyway. And I'm like, you know, I'm saying to him, I'm like, I'm like, so we're not a taxi service. We can't take you home. I'm like, the only place we can take you is to a hospital. And he's like, okay, I'll go to hospital then. It's not a fucking option. <laughs> I'm like, so, it's not like you get yeah. to choose. It's not like you get to choose. And I'm like, so why do you need to go to hospital then? He's like, because you won't take me home. And I'm like, all right, sir. It's like, what's the reason you need to go to hospital though? And he, he can't give me a reason. He couldn't give me a reason. I'm like, sir, you, you know... You've just told me that you want us to take you home, and now you're telling us you want to take us to the hospital. Like I said to you, we're not a taxi service. Like, 
if you don't need to go to hospital, then why are you calling us? Like, and he's like, because I have no one else to call. I've got no money. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. You know, tough luck. Like, you know, that, that's the situation you're in. Like, how did you get to where you are now? Like, how did you get to that street you're on now? Oh, I walked here. Well, then fucking walk home. Like, I, and you can't say, I can't say it to walk home. I'm going to have to, I'm like, you know, you have to, you have to sort, sort this out for yourself, sir. You know, we can't help you. You know, or call the police. That's what I tell. That's what I tell people to do most. If I don't know, call the police. But then that's wasting yeah. the police. That's time wasting the police well. time as well. But it's it's they they have a lot more resources. Like they can do a lot more than we can. Like they can, you know, they they they, they do pick people up and take them home. They do. And they, they sometimes you ever, sometimes you they're tempted in that situation to go. Oh, just commit a crime and get arrested, and then be put in a prison <laughs> yeah, for fucking. And you get a fucking for yeah. a day, and then you'll be fine. Yeah. And it's, it's hard because if someone calls up and says like that, you know, they want to go home and they're like, oh, I want to go to hospital. And the next thing they'll say is, oh, I've got chest pain. Or they'll make up something up. But I can't not believe them. I can't, I can't, you can't not, yeah, yeah, I can't. You can't tra- take that. Yeah, like, I can't judge them, even though I know they're lying. I can't not process the call. That's got to be frustrating, right? Is. That's got to be. A, so uh, do you have circumstances where you've turned up for the things like that? Yeah, definitely. And what what happens to people like that? Is there any sort of repercussions for them? Do they get charged? Do they get like anything? Not, not, not unless it's frequent. Like frequent callers do get flagged, and you know if you're frequent, if you're abusive to staff, if you're abusive to the crew, if you're abusive to anyone, police, you're on a you're on a you're on a system. You're you're flagged somewhere, and you know if it's if it's a, a recurring thing, then you you know when you when you call up. And you, you give us your address, you know, we know. Yeah. And we're not going to tell you we know, but we know. Do you think there should be something like that for just people when they fucking phone up for the first time? Like, like the situations like that yeah. where you say someone knowingly has phoned you to try and get home mm. and then you've gone, we can't take you home and they've gone, oh, well, what, what can you do? And you go, well, the only thing we can do is send you to fucking hospital. And then they go, oh, I'm having chest pains, come get me. And you turn up and you go... And you know, you know, you know full well that there's nothing wrong with them. They're just yeah. trying to get to get somewhere. You know, like is like, do you think people like that should be charged for wasting time? It's difficult. I think there should be a um, there should be a, a, a monetary charge for the ambulance, but only once we've determined what's wrong. As in, because in in America and other places, you have to pay for ambulances. See, yeah, okay, so I don't necessarily agree that you should have to pay for an ambulance. No, I, I think you should have to pay for an ambulance if you've just fucking wasted someone's yeah, time. Definitely, yeah. If, 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 you've, if it's not a medical emergency and there, there is another way of you getting there, as in, like, you know, maybe not just driving, but, like, there is a other means, like, you know, you've got family and they could take you, but they're worried and all that stuff. If it's not a medical emergency. Yeah, yeah, maybe, you yeah. Should, maybe you should be charged. It shouldn't be much, but it should be... A, a significant amount to make you second guess but then the, the, the problem with that is that people will then not call they just won't call at all and it, it's normally old people old people don't like calling because they're oh we don't want to waste your time it's like you know you know you've been having fucking pain you know your legs been painful your your bum's been painful you haven't moved in four days you haven't fucking eaten anything in a week like yeah. and you're calling us now and you didn't want to waste our time but you know that's that's the other side of it which I'm just like oh, I wish you'd called a week ago because then we could have you know we could have fucking solve this before you you know got sepsis or got an infection or whatever yeah. and it just it escalates if you don't phone up like obviously you said with your 
your migraine thing, like, you know, if you didn't call up for another week, then it could have, you could have had that stroke, I don't know, like, it could have led to something worse, and then you could have ended up in it's hospital. It's difficult, because, like, you're right, I can see that, I can mm. see that, uh, that reasoning, it, may, it logically yeah. makes sense, but, like, for those people that are drunk, and just, they're yeah. just very clearly wasting time. <sighs> I do say that to people, I'm like, when, uh, like I said earlier, when, you know, people see people in the street, and it's normally, you know, most of the time, most of the time they're homeless, and they'll they'll say they need an ambulance. And I ask them to go up and ask them if they need an ambulance. And the homeless person or whoever it is who's lying on the floor in the street will say they don't want an ambulance because they don't want an ambulance. Yeah. They do it. They're there for a reason. Whatever that reason is, it's their reason. But the same with intoxicated people. It's like we can't go out and pick every intoxicated person up and take them home or take them to hospital and stuff like that. There needs to be some sort of responsibility. You know, if you go out and you drink with your friends, then your friends need to fucking take care of you. If I go out with my friends and one of them is fucking smashed, I'm taking them home. Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not letting them, I'm not calling an ambulance for them unless I physically, they physically need an ambulance. And, you know, if they're unconscious in, in, you know, because they've been drinking and you can't wake them up, then fucking call an ambulance. But, like, you know, you need to have some sort of common sense but then it's it's hard because if we say to people don't call because you know your friend's drunk then Someone, you know, someone's, someone's going to end up dying from it yeah. yeah it's true I think the number of time wasters is less than the number of people who actually need help so I feel like whatever measure you put in to try and stop the time wasters would just negatively affect the people that need help oh mate what good podcast that was how good was that yeah, I was excited about it too. Anyway, if you've enjoyed it as much as I have, which I clearly have, uh, click a like button, comment, subscribe, do all those things. I don't know which platform you're listening on, but there's different things for each one. Do one of them. Just do something. Five-star review if you're on iTunes. Cool, that'd be nice. Anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye-bye.